There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to Psychic Scoop. I am your host, Steffi, aka Spiritsis. I am an evidential psychic medium and professional astrologer here to usher you through your spiritual awakening. I have no time to waste today. I got to get right into the episode. Also, I'm recording this during a Mercury retrograde. So it took me about 90 minutes, two, close to two hours to set up my whole system. I'm doing video podcasting. So if you're watching here. Uh, You can do video or audio, or you can also watch on YouTube. But this is one of the most highly requested videos I do every year where I forecast the entire year ahead. So I'm going to be doing 2024. We are at the end of the year. I can't even believe it. I'm so grateful you're here. If you are a new time, new bestie, welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you. And if you're a longtime listener, you already know I love you to the depths of my soul. So thank you so much for your support over this year and also the past couple of years. The podcast is turning three in February. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you, all my gratitude. And if you have just a little blip, little moment of time, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and also Spotify or share it to social send it to a friend. I'm going to be doing a lot of forecasting in this episode for your sun, moon, and rising sign, all three if you're feeling feisty. So maybe you can send this to a friend, a coworker, family member, loved one, and they can also get tuned in with the frequencies of 2024. I have a lot of notes going on because 2024 is stacked with a lot of monumental transits, but then we also want to talk about our eclipses and other things that we can expect this year as we move in. Uh, Yeah, there's a lot I have to say. Now, 2024 is looking pretty stacked. Not going to lie. We have obviously our four eclipses that happen every year. We have Jupiter moving into Gemini. We have a Jupiter Uranus conjunction, Saturn Mars conjunction. And then we also have a North Node and Chiron conjunction. If all of that was gibberish to you, don't worry. I'm going to be breaking it down. But let me just say this there's a lot of, not necessarily once in a lifetime transits, but you know, ones that are going to be marked in history, ones that happen every decade or so. So we're going to pop into, let's just talk about some of the main ones and I'll go through in an order of sequence. Now, one thing I wanna say that was so apparent when I was looking at 2024's astrology, and keep in mind, I start looking at the year ahead basically about six to seven months before the turn of the new year. So I'm forecasting as early as May and June. So in 2023, May and June, I was already looking at June of 2024. That's just the thing astrologers do. But also 
When we look at transits for what's to come, we also look at transits of the past. So yeah, I'm looking ahead, but I'm also seeing, okay, what transits happened in 2020, what transits were happening in 2021, 2022, or even as early as 2012, 2013, because these are the last time some of these transits happened. And when you look at history, you know, it tells a story. It's really rich. And that's why it's so important to look behind before you look in the past. That's the same thing. To look behind before you look in the future. Already off to a great start. One of the things though I will say I was noticing specifically for the first half of the year is that we have a very monumental amount of stelliums, which means all the planets are kind of stacked up in a herd, like piled up together in a group in the same sign. So one of the very first things I noticed is that Mercury, Mars, and Venus, they're all hanging out very close to the sun in the first couple of months here, maybe even first half of the year. And so when that happens, there is a big emphasis of karma in that one specific zodiac sign. Uh, one, of, one of the times in particular where it really comes into play is in February, which I'll get into. But let's just talk about January, what's going to happen right off the bat. Pluto moves into Aquarius. Now, if you've been following the podcast for a while, this is big, big news. Pluto has been in Capricorn since 2008, and the last couple of years, Pluto has been in a critical degree of Capricorn. That's why we're seeing all the, the fall of power dynamics in corporations, capitalism, you know, Capricorn rules institutions and structures and financial institutions specifically. So in these last, you know, couple degrees of Capricorn, there's been a lot of ego, there's been a lot of power dynamics struggle, not only with government institutions, but even all over the world. We've seen wars, we've seen destruction, we've seen agony, misery, pain. And unfortunately, Pluto does bring in that darkness before it can be for, for things to come into light. You know, Pluto is the god of the underworld and Pluto is meant to destruct things that are no longer working. So all of us have been feeling this since 2008. And remember that the 2008, at least in America, we had this fall and destruction of the housing market, also Capricorn rules, real estate. So we've been seeing these effects, especially if you are a Capricorn, a Cancer, a Libra, or an Aries, sun or rising, or moon as well. You've been feeling this since 2008 because Pluto has been in those cardinal signs, shaking things up. And specifically for me, at least from my own experience, being a Cancer Sun and Cancer Rising, I have felt the weight of Pluto since 2008. Obviously not every day, Pluto is the most outer planet, so it does subconsciously affect us over long periods of time. But I will say for those placements, cardinal placements, we're going to feel a lot lighter moving into the new year. And that's going to actually feel like this small, subtle weight getting lifted off of your shoulders. When Pluto moves into Aquarius, there's going to be a lot of scientific advancements. Aquarius energy is revolution. It is collective energy. It is aliens, 
and technology and everything that can't be explained because Aquarius is ruled by Uranus, which is the planet of liberation. So when Pluto moves into Aquarius, where it will be until March 8th of 2043, wow, let's just take a pause. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of shifts happening between now and obviously 2043. But let's talk about when Aquarius, what we can possibly see. Now, because Aquarius does rule the sciences, I guarantee we're going to see so much advancement in science and research, but also online stuff, cybersecurity. There might be a lot more smart artificial intelligence enhancements We've already seen a little bit of that over the past year when Pluto has dipped into Aquarius and then retrograded back into Capricorn. We've seen how crazy generative AI has gotten. We've seen just a tip, the tip, just a tip, just the tip of what we can start to experience with this transit. And also we've seen the fall or fighting of unions. We saw SAG-AFTRA, rider strike. There's been so many actually union strikes in the workforce. We've seen airlines fighting back, uh, the workers. And Aquarius has a lot to do with unions and collective energies coming together for the greater good. And since Pluto is power dynamics, we're going to see a lot more of that happening back and forth until 2043. I wrote down here, there is collective unions versus corporations, but there's always going to be progress because Aquarius loves progress and Pluto always sheds light onto transformation and rebirth. And that is the beautiful blessing of Pluto. And now we're gonna see Pluto dip into Capricorn one last time. It's going to have its last hurrah in September, October, and November of 2024, but that's the last little bit. It's going to button up all of the themes. We might feel things intensify in Pluto and Capricorn themes, and then it's going to drift away. Now, also when I think of Aquarian energy, I think of aliens, I think of UFOs, I think of parallel universes, new paradigms, things like that will happen and be transformed and rebirthed in the next 10, 12 years uh, when Pluto is moving through Aquarius. So it's not anything you need to worry about. Pluto transits are always happening all the time. <laughs> it's nothing we can't handle, but I will say that it will feel a little bit more of a shift. And I, since it's in Aquarius, it's fantastic that we're all going to be at least combining our efforts to make this forward change in progress. Aquarius likes revolution. And also we're going to see those advancements in technology and science. In February, we're gonna start to feel the shifts of all of those stelliums of planets. Specifically, Mercury, Mars, and Venus are going to conjunct Pluto and Aquarius starting as early as February 5th. And that's when we're gonna start to feel the groupings of the planets really working together, especially with those inner planets, right? We feel Mercury, Mars, and Venus daily. Those are the monthly or weekly transits that we're constantly feeling. So with all of those groupings in Aquarius, uh, conjunct Pluto, that's when we're going to start to see, I think that Pluto and Aquarius kind of vibe out, launch off. 
Now, March 1st, we have the North Node conjunct Chiron in Aries. It's going to be intense in March, but we're going to feel it pretty much from February until April. Now, North Node is fate and destiny, and Chiron is our wounds from the past. So when those merge together, there's going to be divine fated healing. This could be collectively, or this could be individually. And look at where Aries is in your birth chart, what house cusp it's on, if you have any personal planets or outer planets in Aries. This is also going to shed light on what's going to be healed the most for you when this Chiron and North Node conjunct. Sometimes it's pleasant, right? Like it's a breakthrough. And other times it can feel a little harder. I was going to say harder on the skin. <laughs> what does that even mean? It feels a little close to the chest where uh, maybe you're moving through something specifically dark. Now, Aries does rule the physical body, Mars, and it does rule like head, so there could also be migraines or healing of past um, rumination cycles or things involving your head, your body. And this is where you get really slow. North Node does want a little bit of recognition and I would say attention and awareness. So think about where your North Node is, but also what Aries is in your chart and how to bring more awareness, intention, and love into that that area of your life. And if you want a specific, re like if you're like, what does that even mean? I'm happy to give you a transit reading. I'll talk about all that in the end. But for now, just know that beginning of March, you're going to kind of feel those vulnerabilities come to the surface and it's going to be a lot easier to work with those energies. So I highly recommend you diving deeper into your therapeutic process or slowing down and really thinking about your destiny and how that meets with, you know, your past, your Chiron wound, or even traumas that you may have pushed under the rug. This is the time to kind of bring them up to surface, dissipate them and let them go free. March 25th, we have our first eclipse of the new year. That eclipse is going to be in Libra, five degrees. And the following eclipse is going to be April 8th. That's going to be 19 degrees Aries. Now I did a little bit of an eclipse forecast already on the podcast. I'm going to do more in-depth eclipse forecasts as they arise. I don't want to put too much on your plate right now, even though I know you can handle it. I want to just put those dates in the back of your mind because eclipse season always can get a little intense and also fun and free and exciting. And we are on this new cardinal axis, right? With Libra and Aries happening. So I'm gonna just sit, repeat this again. If you are an Aries, Libra, Cancer, or Capricorn, Sun, Moon, or Rising, you are going to feel these effects into place subconscious change happening with those eclipses. Eclipses are energy powerhouses. They happen in 18 month clusters. So there's going to be a lot of shifts and changes depending on where those uh, fall in your birth chart. Now, April also has a couple of interesting things happening that I want to note. 
Now, April 2nd, 1st and 2nd, we have that Mercury retrograde starting. So we're going to feel this retrograde energy, which we always feel. And the retrogrades happen this year in mostly fire signs. There's going to be one in August that starts in Virgo, but will retrograde back into Leo. But it will happen in Aries, Sag, and Leo. Another date I want to note is April 10th. We have a Mars and Saturn conjunction in Pisces. The last time Mars and Saturn did conjunction, was back in 2020 when we were just starting the COVID lockdowns. It was in Aquarius. And when Mars and Saturn conjunct on a high vibration, it can mean this compassionate assertiveness and energy to move forward your goals. On the low vibration, it can be a lot of internalized anger, tragedy, sometimes unexpected things can happen. I mean, if we're just looking back at the last one in 2020 in an air sign, you know, that's when we had a viral air disease, right, spreading. And this time it's going to be conjunct in Pisces. So does that mean destructive water things can happen? Does that mean emotions like unhinged emotions will come to the surface? I don't want to say anything too scary because it's not, you know, anything we can't handle. But I'm curious to see what can come about when Mars and Saturn conjunct. But Pisces is a lot about that spirit consciousness. So I'm hoping that this 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 meeting of the planets of Mars and Saturn, we feel disciplined, excited, and use that high vibration of Mars to move forward our goals or even our spiritual goals. But April is pretty loaded, everybody, with that uh, Mars-Saturn conjunct, Mercury retrograde, and that eclipse happening early April in Aries. So if you are an Aries, sun, moon, or rising, you're probably going to feel this pretty strong. If you're a fire sign or a cardinal sign, you're going to feel this also. And just the fact that Mercury retrograde is in the mix, there's going to just be a lot of internalized pressure and miscommunication. Obviously, that happens. But with Aries, it is also our repressed anger. It could be our goals are put on hold. And then we have that Mars-Saturn conjunction in Pisces. There could be a lot of floodings of feelings or things feel out of whack where we don't feel as in touch with our spirit consciousness even though we want to so april is the biggest like circle i would say for 2024 like circle that month and just be mindful of how you're feeling but also be mindful of energies that are coming toward you because of Aries type energies sometimes can be really great socially, but other times can feel a little uncomfortable and there could be conflicts coming to rise during that time. But here's the silver lining. In May, we have a much lighter, freer energy coming in and one of the best transits of the entire year where Jupiter and Uranus conjunct. Now this transit happens once every 12 to 13 years and this is going to happen in the sign of Taurus this year because Jupiter has been traveling through Taurus and will for most of the year. Now this transit is happening May 22nd and it's a really positive, fantastic transit. Wherever there's Jupiter, 
words, the great benefic, right? There is expansion, growth, good luck, good vitality. And then when Uranus is involved, that advancement of technology, like I'd already discussed earlier, but also there's this revolutionary renaissance energy that Uranus brings. So when I think about it being in Taurus, Taurus is ruled by Venus. It is a fixed earth sign, has a lot to do with agriculture, has a lot to do with art of film, Venusian type qualities. So I wrote down here, is there an advancement of agriculture. Uh, Taurus is financial, material goods and systems. So could this be farming? Could this be global economics? This is a very positive, good luck, you know, cultural transit. So this is something we can all look forward to, which again is going to be on May 22nd, that Jupiter-Uranus conjunction. Then shortly after that, on May 26th, we have Jupiter entering Gemini and moving out of Taurus where it's been for the past year. And Gemini rules communications and technology again in a different way. It rules telecommunications, it rules social media, it rules how we communicate with one another through online, through emailing, through networking, through our intellectual pursuits. There's a lot of curiosity that happens when Jupiter is in Gemini. There's just social expansion in a lot of different ways. There's also a focus on community, not in an Aquarian way where it's scalable, where it's global, but in a way where you can connect closer to those who are around you in your actual social circles, or you might feel expansion in your friend groups or circles. Now, Gemini also, I always think about Gemini, I think of the twins, and with Jupiter and Gemini, there might be a baby boom coming, especially in twins. And I know that twins happen a lot with IVF. There could be an upspike of natural born twins or twins in general when Jupiter is in Gemini the next year or so. What else can I tell you? So let's just round it out. I don't want to talk too <laughs> too much because I know you're excited to get into your personal horoscopes. But the second set of eclipses, we have one September 18th. It's a lunar eclipse in Pisces, 25 degrees. I know we're focused mostly on Aries and Libra, but Pisces snuck in one for this year. I don't know how it did, but Pisces will be impacted positively then. And then we have a second October, second solar eclipse in 10 degrees Libra. Libra, I'm looking at you. This is your year for sure. Then we have one final little um, sneeze happening. Mars will be retrograde December 6th, and that's going to be in Leo, and we end the year in that Mars retrograde, and then we won't feel the station direct of that until February 23rd of 2025, but we will be feeling that shadow period of Mars starting as soon as October of 2024, and we'll probably feel the shadow on the other side all the way through May which is wild. In Mars retrograde, there's always a little bit of exhaust that happens. There's always a little bit of slowdown that will happen. And that's actually nice because that's going to happen in December. And I didn't even talk about in America, we will be having a presidential election 
kind of, you know, following the eclipses, but I'll save that podcast for a whole nother day. Those are the main transits I want to discuss right now. As things move and progress, I'm sure I'll do more detailed forecast. Also, I don't want to overload your plate too much, even though it's amazing to look at things ahead. We also have to be present with how these transits are feeling with us in the moment or even collectively, because I found even just surveying all of you on Instagram or even my clients or one-on-ones or in the DMs, you all are feeling the same thing at the same time. We all are together. We're intrinsically linked and when it comes up, we deal with it together. And it's good to be aware of obviously how it's going to impact your natal chart, but don't let that stop or hinder you from living your life, right? Astrology is a tool, it's a resource, but it's not meant to hinder or restrict you in any way. And that's something I will sing till the cows come home, okay? And even though I'm predicting and forecasting things six months ahead, I still have to live my life according to my timeline, my truth. It's the journey, not the destination, which is something I just want to echo in your little ear holes. And if you want more personalized information before I go into your specific sun, moon, and rising horoscopes for 2024, I just want to say that if you are looking for more advanced way of understanding astrology, I do have my birth chart biz and astrocartography and my transit course, especially the transit course. Everything that I'm teaching you and telling you right now, I teach in the course. You can look at an ephemeris, look at the upcoming year, on your own. You don't even need my help. You probably, if you're in the course, all my students are probably like, I I already know this because I looked at it myself. But it's also important to look at your own birth chart and understand where these things are hitting you. And trust me, it is so empowering to know that stuff. Or if you need help, I do transit readings and that's something we can also look and talk through together. So let's dive in. I'm going to put timestamps down below. I always encourage you for horoscopes for the upcoming year to look at your sun, but most importantly, your rising sign. That is going to be the most critical thing when I am forecasting your upcoming year. And also I'm going to do another little bonus content on my YouTube channeled messages for your sun and rising sign. So look forward to checking that out in the show notes. But other than that, let's rock and roll. Aries sun and Aries rising. Here's your horoscope for 2024. Wow, you have a loaded year. You are main character energy all the time. Like you already know that, right? Okay, we don't have to tell the other signs. You're main character energy. No, they already know. They know, because when you show up, you show up. But this year it's like, wow, there is a massive spotlight on you. And I'm not just talking about the series of eclipses that are happening in your house. We have an Aries eclipse already happening in April, right around your birthday time or your rising sign, your astrological new year time. But we also have, 
this Chiron North Node conjunction happening with you. And there's a Mercury retrograde happening in April too. So you have a lot going on. Now, this is going to be the time to up-level your life in a lot of ways. You're going to feel the eclipse shifts happening and things are working for you, not against you any longer. And also just something to note, when eclipses come into your life, it is going to also shift out people who are not meant to be there, opportunities that are not meant to be there, or things might shift or fall apart before they fall into place. So I just wanted to keep that in mind, especially with that, you know, in March, that Chiron, Chiron North Node conjunction kind of leading up to the eclipse energy, you're going to feel a lot of feels happening. And I want you to move through them in a slow way. And I know that's hard to say because as you are ruled by Mars, which constantly likes to be on the go, which likes to be fast moving, which likes a very, you know, a very quick paced life. I'm going to tell you that when you slow down and when you look inside like introspective wise i think you'll find that when you move through these energies it's going to be a lot simpler for you when you have kind of done the the healing work the shadow work or in general the work to really focus on your gifts and your strengths this is all going to be a lot easier for you now where jupiter is blessing you this year is in your second house of finances so the first half of the year you might see a progression in finances or material wealth or maybe even investments coming in or opportunities coming in things you didn't necessarily see before but now it's crystal clear i'm just feeling energetically and intuitively there's going to be a lot of clarity that comes this year and then the second half of the year you know starting in may Jupiter is going to move into your third house, which is your deep connections with other people. This is you feeling seen in a social way. So if you want to share yourself, your life on social media, or even if you want to go out and do new hobbies or practice new things or take a road trip. I mean, all of these things are going to be more possible for you to explore and adventure and to see more of the world. So that is going to be a fantastic fantastic little shift where Jupiter is blessing you this year. Now, what are the lessons you need to learn for this year? The biggest lesson is what I already talked about earlier, the slowing down. Now, I know this is kind of difficult uh, for someone that is supposed to be on the move, that is supposed to be leading with your heart and going after the things that you want to do most in life. And I am here for that. You absolutely will and can achieve everything you want. But there is a lesson right now and moving even into 2025, but mostly 2024 of this, hmm, where am I holding myself back? Where can I be better? Where can I be mindful of my strengths and my weaknesses and how can I support my mental health in the best way possible. And so that is going to be a big theme as Saturn moves through this part of your chart. So you have these blessings, right, of Jupiter coming in and blessing the finances or potentially material wealth coming in 
maybe things like that are happening on a slow grounded way like you're you're getting progress in your goals and your dreams and then saturn is also slang, saying don't take more than you can handle don't bite off more than you could chew be mindful of how you're acting and treating yourself and mo most importantly the boundaries you set on yourself and also on others it's okay to say no it's okay to slow down and i think that is where i'm going to kind of leave your horoscope at but what i will say too is let's look at the eclipses so in april 8th right we have the solar eclipse happening in 19 degrees aries and then we have the one that's happening in march and libra that's going to be an opposition of your chart and then we have this october 2nd solar eclipse in libra so look at where your rising sign placement is in degrees and also look at the opposition in libra and see if you have any you know conjunctions happening with other planets in your chart see if they're you know if you are later degrees Aries, like maybe you're a third deacon Aries sun, you know, there's going to be the eclipses moving in more intense, powerful ways in your chart. But I have a feeling that these eclipses for the next 18 months, no matter where it is, it's going to be impacting you in a forward moving way, not as quickly as you'd like, but I promise that the universe is doing the work behind the scenes. All you have to do is show up and again, slow down, refocus if you're feeling out of alignment. And if at any point you're feeling frenetic energy, like it's too much, it's happening too fast, that's a time to slow it down in your own body, like stretching, breathing through your diaphragm, nourishing foods, taking time out of your day to do a ritual or a practice. That is so, so, so going to help you move forward. Even though it feels like, oh, I'm, I can't get enough done here, here, here. It's like, wait a second. If you actually take the time to slow down and integrate these practices, you're going to use your mind and your body in such a more powerful way. So I'm just going to leave that there. And I'm very excited to see what will happen for you this upcoming year and best of luck to you. I know it's going to be a shiny, sparkly year for you, Aries sun and Aries rising. Taurus sun and Taurus rising. Here is your horoscope for 2024. Four. So you have moved through a lot in the last 18 month cycle. You had the eclipses happening in your chart. I feel like you've had a lot of clarity, a lot of revelations, and now you're kind of getting a little bit of a break. This is actually going to be a really good foundational year for you, but also a lot of good luck and happiness and prosperity coming your way. So whew, take a deep exhale. You've gone through the work and the nitty gritty, and now you get to reap the benefits benefits like Tauruses love to do because Taurus is progression over long periods of time. Taurus is fixed, it's slow and steady, and you've done the work. Now, Jupiter is going to be helping you out a lot in the first half of the year because it's going to still be lighting up the sector of your chart that's all about this self-identity. So who are you? What are you here to do? How are you here to do things? Think about the things that you love, you cherish. Taurus energy is really about our 
yes, materials, right? Our material wealth, but it's also about art, film, beauty, all the Venusian things. It's about eating good fruits and veggies. It's about nourishment of the soul. I know that's <laughs> so weird. Like here's your horoscope, eat fruits and veggies. That's not necessarily what I meant. I meant there is an expansion and abundance of the eyes on you and you feeling like you're really stepping into your own here, okay? So this is fantastic energy. Now in May, the focus is going to shift a little bit into how can I expand and grow my money resources? How can I expand and um, I would say optimize my time? There's definitely more energy of communicating your needs and your wants and most importantly, your worth. Now that's going to start to happen a lot. Like I said, that shift in May where you're going to I would say the first half or the first couple months of 2024, you're easing into your groove and you're feeling yourself, right? You're like, okay, I got this. And then all of a sudden it's going to flip a switch in May where you're like, I need to ask for what I want. I need to figure out what I need. And I'm not going to call it in unless I'm very specific about those things that I need, right? Where you're learning the lessons the most is who you're surrounding yourself with in a grand type of way. Your manifestations, are they realistic? Are they grounded in truth? So it's like, yeah, of course you want to be a billionaire. You will be a billionaire. But if you're only making, you know, so-and-so amount right now, and it's a big leap to jump from, I mean, it's anything's possible, right? I don't want to say that, but just be really realistic on what you're calling in, in, in your own means. And I don't want that to feel limiting. I want that to feel juicy and exciting for you because the people who you will surround yourself with are going to move and shift. This is a networking year for you. Like I said earlier, you, you are, you know, going to be expressing yourself in a, in a brighter way this year. But I also want you to pay attention to any dead weight. And you, if you want to feel seen this year, um, there's going to be a way of working around it. Now, nothing should come superficially. I want you to feel seen and recognized for using your gifts in a way that's going to help the greater good. So that's something I will just note. And that's, and I'm also talking about that in manifestation, right? So if, and I think that's where I was trying to get with the earlier point, like billionaire. I mean, listen, I think it's very possible for you to manifest billion dollars, but what are you going to do with the billion dollars? This is coming from a place of ego or power or drive, then that's not necessarily, that's a lesson that I think you're learning. But in general, when Saturn is moving through this area of your chart, you're going to learn lessons in what really matters to you and who matters to you most. So I think that's the biggest thing. And listen, manifestation is possible this year when you're putting the work in. And you always put the work in. You're always a fantastic, dedicated person. But I still want to reiterate where are those um, dreams and manifestations and intentions coming from? Is it coming from a place of goodwill? Because if so, that's definitely going to move the needle forward. If it's coming from a place of ego or anything egoic in any way where you're taking and not necessarily giving, then that's something that mm, it might not come as easy to you. Also, you know, there's going to be with these eclipses coming in, there's going to be shift around your work environment potentially, and also 
slowing down. There could be upticks of being super, super busy. And then downticks where you're like scrambling, not necessarily knowing what's next. But all I have to say is just trust and abundance. That's something that I'm going to just say over and over again, trust in that abundance. And I promise it will come back to you. But in general, this is a foundational year, a year for you to spread your wings, a year for you to communicate strongly and a year that's going to set you up for a lot of success in the future. Oh, I didn't even mention the most <laughs> positive thing, <laughs> which I should have said in the beginning, we have Jupiter and Uranus conjunct in your sign in May. I'm just going to look at my notes. It's I think it's May 22nd. It is. So May, which is amazing because, you know, that's just moving out of your season. So that is also going to feel really juicy and amazing for you and expansive in a big, big way. There's going to be a lot of change, a lot of shift, a lot of exciting new developments happening in your life. So pay attention to that May date. It's going to happen after the eclipses. And then right after that is when you're going to move into that more communicative phase. So pay attention, um, note down what's happening during those eclipse cycles, like write it down, journal it, and then you'll start to see the changes in May. And then sure enough, June, July, you're going to feel this shift. So Gemini sun and Gemini rising, this is your horoscope for 2024. Now starting off the year, there's going to be this slow and nurturing period. This is going to happen until May where you're feeling all of the feels, you are redesigning your life, you are thinking about, okay, what shifts can I put into place? to really succeed in where I want to. This could also be a little bit of a nesting period, right? Where you are kind of retreating a little bit. You are in solitude. You are looking forward to slowing down just a touch because you are ruled by Mercury and that is all about this intellectual thinking. There's anxiety that comes up. There's fears that comes up. There's conditioning that comes up. So in the first half of the year, or at least until May, this could be a time to really get clear on what it is that you want and need in your life, or you don't have to do any of the thinking. Just let the universe kind of show you what you need to nurture yourself and your own well-being. And then come May, there's going to be this shift and focus of identity that's going to become really clear. Like you almost wake up and it's a brand new sunny day and all of a sudden things click, things make sense. And you have to use your curiosity and your intellectual pursuits and everything that's important to you in an extreme way, but it's going to come natural and easy to you. And this is because Jupiter moves into Gemini in May and it's going to be a lot more fluid, a lot more flowy for you to make those decisions, for you to be in your worth, for you to be excited and sharing your wealth, your, your wisdom, your knowledge with people, or even for you to maybe start learning more about yourself about what makes you excited how you are going to expand and grow so that first couple months in the year where you are thinking and slowing and wondering and and having that curiosity build boom like a firecracker in may it's going to be 
this shift into probably a lot more fast moving things happening, especially May and June when it does hit Gemini season. So if you're a Gemini sun or Gemini rising, it's going to be your astrological new year. So in late May and June, things are going to shift significantly. So you, we have this stellium in Gemini where things are much more possible for you to move forward your dreams, but also use your intellect and your mind, use your communication skills to bring people on your side, to corral as many people as possible in your community to make things possible and things you never dreamed of. And also sharing your wisdom, sharing your wealth, sharing your gifts with the world is going to be a lot simpler, easier. Also, you might even have a really, I don't know, upbeat, exciting, and I would just say this buzzy moment in time where these things are going to be really easy or going to be like at the tip of your tongue, like, wow, okay, it's right there. I can feel it. I can sense it. Now all I have to do is just aligned action to, to get there. But I feel like that's going to be a, a good shift for you. The eclipses are happening in your fifth and 11th houses. A lot of times that has to do with divine creativity or could be children coming into play, like maybe you're having a kid or there's more kids impossible around your life, like this childlike, playful, exciting energy. But 11th house is also friends, like maybe you're going to more group activities or maybe you're hosting more activities or maybe you're finding a groove with more friends or manifestations coming into play. But that feels like it's going to be just a lot easier this year than it has been in past years. Now, where you're learning the biggest lessons right now. So I know I already talked about how the your identity and the clarity and thing is going to come in May, but you're also learning some lessons about your long-term goals when it comes to your career. So Saturn is making this hit right now to the focus on your future. And I wanna just say that it's possible the more and more that you get really clear on what it is that you want out of life, out of your career, the amount of energy and time it takes to do things and knock things off your list if it doesn't feel like it's going to be a massive possibility. And this is where Saturn is growing you right now is you might be putting time, resources, energy into things that just aren't going to take off. And that doesn't necessarily have to always be monetary gained. But what I will say is with this placement, it typically does fall in that, but it also has to do with your long-term dreams and goals. So be focused on, does this matter? Will this matter in five years? Or is this something I'm going to need to forget about completely and make the shifts into that? And I think that's a good way of, I would say, identifying that clarity. And when May happens, it's going to be a lot easier to make those shifts. But I want you to think about it on a real deep cerebral level of if you're on the right path and if you're wasting time in certain areas and if you are wasting time or maybe something isn't as realistic as you thought it once might be this is where you need to make the disciplined choice to either let it go or find a new path or invest in a new way cancer sun and cancer rising this is your horoscope for 2024 
four. Okay. First things first, I do have to say that as Pluto is shifting out of Capricorn into Aquarius, you can take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Whew, big sigh because there is pressure that is alleviating immediately starting in January of the new year. And that's going to feel really good for your self-esteem. That's going to feel really good in general about any shadowy power dynamics or things that have felt a little off since 2008. Pluto has been an opposition of our of our placements. I'm saying R because it involves me too. But it, there's been a lot of just self-sabotage energy happening that should be lifting quite a bit here moving into January. And it's not going to be a shift like you're walking from day to night, like walking outside and it's like night out and whatever. Um, I hope that analogy made sense. But it's going to be a slow exhale, a slow release, like you are just shedding, you know, weight off of your shoulders over, I would say years, honestly, it's going to feel a lot lighter. And what's also beautiful about this new cycle in 2024, the eclipses are making really lovely hits to your home life and also your career life. So when the eclipses happen in March and April, and then later on in the year, September, October, you're going to feel the effects of possibly career milestones happening or shifts happening in your life of things finally falling into place or your home environment. Maybe you are adding something onto your home. You are moving. You are finding peace. You are maybe making amends with childhood trauma or connecting deeper to family members that were estranged. Things like that can happen with these eclipses, but there is a focus on home. And then on the alternative, there's a focus on career. So that's going to happen for the next 18 month cycle. So just keep that in mind as these shifts are happening. Now, the beginning of the year between, you know, January and May, there's a big focus on you feeling seen, being seen in a scalable big way. So this could be like potentially you're getting recognition or success for something that you have been craving. Could be on social media, it could be in social circles, or it could just be that things that you put a lot of intention and love in your heart into are finally taking off. There's going to be this level of aha moments that are going to feel really juicy and good. And since this is also happening in a house where material things are possible. I wouldn't be surprised if making money comes easier to you or you're able to call in more people and more eyes so you can potentially meet some financial goals. Now, in the latter half of the year, from May on when Jupiter moves into Gemini, there's going to be a little bit of a shift, a little bit of a slowdown, a little bit of a mental health check break. Uh, there could be this spiritual up-leveling, this ascension, this 
communication between you and your guides or you and other people, your boundaries. There's going to be this sense of self-worth, but also this slowdown that'll happen where you are going to reevaluate things, where you are going to potentially call in a new beginning, a new path, or reflect on the old paths or things that maybe didn't feel like they were in alignment. So what's really interesting is that this dichotomy of feeling this energy towards you, this this spotlight, this, oh my gosh, there's more eyes on me than normal, or I'm feeling like my manifestations are coming into place. And then all of a sudden it's going to feel like, okay, there's a little bit of a slow. How can I still stay in that high vibrational energy? And it's going to be pretty easy if you continue to communicate. And also this is a time where strengthening your spiritual muscles is going to be extremely important. So if you want to, you know, double down on your spiritual practice or your intuition, this is a time where the channeling in between the realms is going to be a lot easier for you. So I highly recommend that. Now, because this area of your chart does rule a lot of, it could be like mental pressure and anxiety. I want you to really be mindful of how you're speaking to yourself and your inner monologue that can happen in the latter half of the year. So this could be, again, your boundaries with other people. This could be boundaries with yourself. This could be journaling, writing, creative pursuits. There could be just this blast of energy and channeling of divine creativity that comes in for you to potentially show the world. And that'll come in 2025 or even latter parts of 2024. But just be mindful of the slowdown is not necessarily a a roadblock. It's more so this energy of you expressing your creativity, using your voice, your words, your thoughts in a beautiful poetic way to have this creative expression that you can share. And with that Cancerian love, that heart, that joy, that excitement. So be prepared <laughs> for everything leading up to those eclipses. And since it is that, that balance, that mix of home, mixing with career highlights, there's definitely going to be the ups and downs of both of that. Feeling like a homebody, feeling like you need to retreat, feeling like things are not fast enough. And then also the other part where things are happening quite quickly and you're getting a lot of career gains, which is fantastic. And that's going to be the next 18 month circle. Now where you're learning the most lessons in this year, I would say is, mm, I would say your belief system and your trust, your trust muscle. With a lot of things happening in this year for you, there's going to be anxieties or even like uncertainties that can come up that you're going to want to know the outcome of. You want to know what's going to happen. You have a little bit of, I would say, anxiety surrounding the future, things like that. And this lesson this year where Saturn is teaching you to be disciplined is letting go, is exploring a new way of learning, going deeper, going more introspective. 
So using your creativity, right? But it could also be like, I'm, I'm not going to put the focus on me so much as I'm going to learn from someone else. I need a mentor. I need a teacher. I need to go to a different country and explore and see things from a different perspective. So Saturn is really helping you grow in this area where you feel like you might be lacking, where you feel like your belief system or your belief in yourself is weak at some point. So Saturn is teaching you to gain gratitude and also learn something from a new point of view. So Cancer Sun and Cancer Rising, you have a beautiful 2024 ahead. Leo Sun and Leo Rising, this is your horoscope for 2024. All right. Well, Jupiter is lighting up this really beautiful, juicy part of your chart that has a lot to do with you manifesting your dreams and things coming into place when it comes to your career success or your goals being checked off or just in general, the way that you feel most alignment with your purpose and your soul. Now, this has already been happening for parts of 2023, but in 2024, there's going to be a much brighter focus on what you're calling in and that recognition and success you deserve. If you haven't been already feeling that, it should kind of heighten a little bit. Now, if you're in a place where you are not using your voice, using your creativity, doing things that excite you and really rile you up and things that you can share with the world, like your true gifts and your true essence, then what are you doing? Now, obviously things happen in life like you know, you have to pay your bills. So you might be in a job you're not crazy about, or you might be thinking about jumping off a cliff, but you're not sure. Well, this is the time to really go for it because Jupiter is not wanting you to stay small. It's wanting you to take the leap. And if anyone can do it, it's you because you have this bright, this gushy, this playful, exciting energy to share with the world and use that creativity to shine, to feel seen. And it's okay to want to step into that beautiful, bright, shining light when it's going to benefit so many people. So instead of thinking of like what you can gain from it, think of what other people can gain from your leadership and all of the skills you possess out in the world. Now, when May comes, there's going to be even an uptick in you kind of coming into divine alignment with things that you're calling in. But again, not a lot of this can be possible unless you're also kind of doing the work, the universal work that'll get you there. So I hope this isn't tough love for some of you, but I have to say, you know, it's interesting too, because when you hear about stereotypical Leo sons or Leo rising, it's like, oh, they're, they're proud or they're drama, they're dramatic, or, you know, they need attention. Actually, the high, highest vibration of Leo is showing the world it's possible to dream, showing the world it's possible to have fun in life and to live a joyful, happy, exciting experience. Not saying that you always have to to be that way, right? Like you have such a wide range of emotions and depth that you can feel, but I want to encourage you to lean into that Leo side and not give a rats if people think that you are doing it for attention. You're not, you're doing it for your soul. There's a difference. So I want to just 
continue to encourage you, especially when May hits, really use your gifts, your content, your conversations with people to motivate and to inspire, but also just have fun. Just have more fun. Just let loose. If there's social invitations you're getting invited to later in the year, or you're wanting to host something or get outside more and do more things that expand and uplift you, I'm encouraging you to do that. Now, the eclipses are happening in houses where travel is possible, where connecting with big big communities are possible, uh, where using your voice is going to be a lot easier, uh, writing, drawing, um, learning, taking classes, lessons, um, hiring mentors or tutors, or you even teaching or tutoring or coaching other people. All of this is going to be very possible with the eclipses. Now, where you're learning lessons, uh, there's, there's a couple ways that you could be learning lessons. Now, this is where Saturn's concerned. One of the biggest ones would be really letting go of any limiting beliefs you have. So I think I already touched on that a little bit intuitively, but also where Saturn is concerned is looking at where your money is going and potentially coming in. This is sounds like Oh, that's lame. Like, I don't want to look at my bank account for my horoscope. No, I'm telling you that Saturn is actually going to gift you in this way here, where maybe look into different ways to invest or grow your your earnings. Or there could also be um, opportunities for contracts, for collaborations with other people. If you're getting married this year or potentially sharing finances, things like that, you're going to learn lessons in. It doesn't have to be like a crazy lesson, like, oh, don't sign that contract. It's really about um, this conscious and really exciting effort to look at these things, like finances, for example, and be like, oh yeah, it's not as intimidating as I once thought it was. I think I can handle this. And sometimes there, you might even see financial gain with this with this transit. So invest things that are important to you, uh, let go of things that are not. And there's this new transformation coming when you decide to take ownership of your own life and the things that you want to do. Also, I, I did talk about like inheritance and like sharing of finances, but that doesn't mean relying on other people to, I would say, finance you or your life. So if you're relying on people for money in any way, or you are mm, riding off the coattails of, of anything in general, I would say Saturn's going to whip you into place really, really quickly. So find a way to be independent with your own money. And then obviously finances can come in with other collaborations. But uh, I just needed to say that because wherever Saturn, those lessons are, uh, sometimes it can be easy to overlook, but Saturn will not. So that's just why I had to say that. But in general, this is a great year to grow, to learn, to have fun, to step into your path and your purpose with reckless abandon and do it like just do what makes you happy follow your intuition and continue to shine like the bright light that you are virgo sun and virgo rising this is your horoscope for 2024. all right so the area of life that is really lighting up for you is the area of 
good luck, expansion, growth, traveling, learning, kind of just taking in everything as a sponge. So you've already felt this a little bit at the end of 2023, but you're going to feel it really strongly moving into 2024 for the first couple of months. So if you're feeling that call to travel, if you're feeling that call to talk to people, to learn, to just absorb everything, take a class, a course, use your resources in a way that's going to expand your mind. I mean, listen, as a Virgo sun or rising, you are a very intelligent person that uses your resources in a grounded, really fun, exciting way. You're such a good friend to people. You make memories wherever you go. So use that energy in early May to continue to grow that part of you that really trusts, that really wants to learn and expand and I would say add tools and resources to your toolkit. That's the first half of the month. Sorry, the first half of the year until May. <laughs> uh, moving into May, there's going to be just such a drastic shift where you're absorbing information, you're taking it all in, then all of a sudden it's like go time. And this year for you, Virgo Suns and Virgo Risings, is going to be a great career milestone success. And things are really going to come into play in a public way, it could be, or even your goals are feeling like they're so close, you can literally taste them on your tongue. So this is going to be a fantastic, educational, exciting time. And also because you are ruled by Mercury, this is a time to use your skills. So all of that stuff you were gathering in your toolkit on, on the coats of your back for the past year, you're going to use that in a really beneficial way moving into May of 2024. So there's going to be this shift and this exciting new energy, and it could also things could pick up quite a bit for you. So there could be this exciting, this, um, frenetic or this fantastic energy swirling around you where you're using your intellect, you're using all of your skills, you are calling in the people, the places, the opportunities of things that are supposed to be in divine alignment for you. Now, this transit really only happens once every 12 years for your career. So it's important for you to really hone in and be really clear about what it is that you want and desire in your life. Now, if career isn't important to you and you're like, eh, I don't care, it's really about your dreams and your purpose. Or let's say, you know, you have already retired and you're like, that career piece is over. Well, your life isn't over. What is important to you? What are your dreams? Uh, also, this is the area of the chart that can, be real estate focused. Maybe you're moving, maybe you're investing in properties, maybe you're changing something different, but still there is a focus and energy toward you uh, being a leader in a public way. So this is a positive thing. Now the eclipses are happening in financial houses for you in the second and eighth house. So what I can say to that too, is there's going to be lessons in financial integrity. Uh, there could be lessons in letting things go like jobs or opportunities that aren't in alignment or, or saying, Hey, like, I think I need a little more money for that. Or it could potentially be investing in goods or resources or 
things that are going to excel you in a career in a career type of way. And I know this sounds very foundational or potentially like, okay, I get it. Like it's career. There's nothing else going on. This is more so abundance in a big big scaling way. Like even though I'm saying, yeah, it's hitting this part and this part, it's really encompassing all areas of your life and like things really coming coming into fruition in like a wrapped in a bow type of, it's like a button. Uh, not necessarily like, oh, you're pulling from here and you're pulling from here. Like all of these placements in your chart actually are aligning kind of with the stars in this beautiful way where things are just happening with ease. So that is fantastic for you. Now where you're learning the most it lessons, it, where Saturn is concerned is your one-on-one -on -one relationships. Who is there for you? Uh, it could be romantically, it could be your family, it could be your coworkers, could be your roommates who you live with. Who is showing up? Are you learning lessons on who maybe potentially isn't the, the most secure match for you? Or are you learning that you need to be a better listener? You need to slow down when you're talking to people. Or are you learning that you wanna feel more seen in relationships? You want to express yourself more. So this is the biggest lesson this upcoming year is how you can kind of thrive in these one-on-one -on -one dynamics. And if this has to do with work, like I said, leadership is involved, how can you make quality one-on-one -on -one connections without feeling like you're sacrificing your role, your position, things like that. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to do with power. It has more to do with connection. So I'm going to just lay that there, take it with whatever it's worth, wherever that resonates for you, and just know that this year is going to be an expansive and an exciting one. Libra sun and Libra rising. Hi, you are the movie star this year. You have eclipses happening in your house. You have big shifts happening. Finally, Pluto is out of like the whole mess that has been causing you to feel delayed or to feel lack of self-worth or power dynamics and struggles. So this is really the year where you are this bubbly bright light that is coming, coming into play, coming out of the shadows, really stepping forward into your purpose or your passion project and letting the world see the bright, shiny, bubbly, amazing person that you are. Now, Jupiter is hitting the area of your life that makes transformations very palpable. So for the first, I would say four, five months, like up until May of 2024, you're gonna be feeling these shifts. But here's also where you're gonna have to listen closely. You're also going to have to let go of dead weight, where things are not serving you, where things are feeling heavy, stuck, stagnant, this could be energy in any any area of your chart. This could be relationships, this could be job, this could be health things, like maybe you aren't, I don't know, nourishing or listening to your body or you're feeling low self-worth in some way, some area of your life, or it could even be where you live, the people you're surrounding yourself with, whatever. The, the opportunities are endless. Where are you settling in any point of your life and where can you expand and grow to kind of shed a new leaf, like you're a little metamorphous butterfly right now. So the first couple months of 
2024 up until May, that's going to be a really strong contender for you. Now let's talk about the eclipses happening. We have that first eclipse in March happening, lunar eclipse, it's five degrees Libra. And then the second uh, eclipse is a solar eclipse and 10 degrees Libra. So if you're Libra sun or rising, pay attention to what degree your sun or your rising sign is in. That's going to be really important for the eclipse cycle. But this is this 18 month transformational time where shifts are going to happen to you slowly but surely to get you in alignment with what you're meant to do in this lifetime. So look at um, if you have other like Libra placements in your chart, also look at the opposition Aries because the eclipses are happening in Aries too. But think about what it is that you're here to do in this incarnation what makes you happy what makes you shine what makes you light up what are your natural gifts what are you meant to share with the world but also it could be even it could even be more subtle than that like maybe you always had this dream of writing a book or you want to have a baby or you want to move across the country and you know live in a place that's different i mean whatever it is the dream that you have know that it's possible to make that happen in the next 18 months and the energy and the universe is kind of shifting to make those things happen those big leaps happen and these new transformations happen right and then in may there's just this shift of travel exploration expansion growth so you you let go of the heavy weight the heavy cloak anything that was holding you back and then latter the latter half of the year in may it's like oh my gosh i can see clearly now the rain is gone right like the fog is lifted i am seeing things in such a brighter more dynamic way and i want you to lean into that explore muscle lean into that excitement of that newness like Maybe it is picking up a new hobby. Maybe it is learning something new from someone else. Like maybe you're taking a course or a class or you're getting into a new community group or a membership, or maybe you're just picking up, you know, a, a language, a foreign language, or you are reading more, whatever it is, whatever it is that you feel in your heart right now that I'm talking about, I'm sure you know think about how that can grow and expand you. Now, Jupiter's really leaning in toward that in the second half of the year from basically late May until the end of the year. And these eclipses, wow, just really focusing on your identity, but also focusing on the people who are around you. So making sure you feel expansive, you feel seen, and that you feel like you are the highest vibration of self. Now, if I'm saying all this and you're listening to this like halfway through the year and you're like, none of that's happened. Just know that eclipses work for you over 18 month period of time. So you might not be able to see it in a tangible way just yet, but trust when you look back on this exact time of your life, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I had no idea, but I was about to start my own business or I was about to have a have a baby or I was about to meet the love of my life or fill in the blank, right? So it's one of those things where you have to go through it, like you're you're going through it. And then when you get to the other side, you look back and you're like, oh wow, it's so obvious now. But when you're in it, you can't really see it. So continue to trek along, do what makes you happy, right? Use your gifts. And I think the biggest thing, the biggest lesson I would say for this year, first of all, just Pluto getting out of your 
getting out of your life essentially <laughs> like totally screwing off um it's like screw off Pluto um that's going to be helpful but then Saturn is moving into this area of this life that's promoting more focus when it comes to your day-to-day tasks and routines that nourishment of your body and then also Saturn's giving you lessons here of burnout are you working too hard are you needing a break do you need to slow down do you need to refocus on your body your mind your soul or are you taking on too many projects at once so saturn um or the biggest lesson overarching lesson for 2024 is to avoiding that burnout to be making sure that you are supplementing your body with the nutrients it needs and really showing up every day in a way that is expansive and high vibrational to you. Scorpio sun and Scorpio rising. Here is your horror. Hor- hor- <laughs> okay. Didn't even mean to do that on Scorpio. Um, that wasn't an offense, but this is your horoscope for 2024. That was just a Freudian slip. I also have to say it's wild. I've been doing these uh, horoscopes for the past two hours almost and the sun is setting right now as i'm doing your horoscope if you're watching on youtube or on video podcasting you'll see i have like a pink light on me that's not from anything but the dusk the sun sunset happening that i'm looking out at and this is such a beautiful metaphor for 2024 horoscopes for scorpio where that beautiful peaceful time where the night is falling upon you and you feel the most in alignment like you are taking in the respect and the reverence for life like you always do as a scorpio and you're also seeing the sunset and being like wow i feel grateful to be here and that is really a beautiful analogy i just kind of threw at you but i love that for 2024 that's the energy that's the collective intuitive vibe i just got for you now jupiter is lighting up this area of your life right now that has a lot to do with interpersonal connections and relationships who are you really deeply connecting to if that is a lover if that is a close friend if that's a family member or a co-worker or a new collaboration from now until May, these things are going to be really clear, like who you are kind of deciding to live life with in, in a deep way, right? Like, and this could be developing a new relationship with someone and that could be, or I don't know, like potentially reconnecting with an old relationship. So there's a lot of different dynamics. I'm sure you're probably already thinking of how that resonates with you, but that's something that's going to come into play, you know, very significantly in the first half of the year. Now, the second half of the year, there's going to be big transformations happening, and that's not news to you. You are known for transformation and transmutation of energies, but Jupiter is helping you out in such a beautiful way here where you're going to really feel the shift of alignment and divine alignment coming into play. And that also means letting go of things that are feeling stale, are feeling old, are feeling stagnant, and doing the work to really cut out that decay, okay? Because I can only say this to Scorpio Sun or Scorpio Rising, you know when you're hanging on to decay. And the tough love coming in here is, are you going to just cut it out or are you gonna like chop it off and i would say chop it off 
there's no room in your life right now to settle with things that are mediocre. And so when you do this, there's going to be better opportunities that come in and greater, more juicy, delicious things that are going to happen and your life is going to transform in such a deeper way when you decide to let go of the things that don't serve you. But Jupiter is helping you a lot here. So just know that'll happen. Also, like finances can get a lot better in the later half of the year as far as this transit is concerned. The eclipses are happening in houses of your life that have to do with either slowing down or ramping up like work environment stuff. Um, make sure you're not burning out during eclipse seasons. That happens, you know, in March, April, and then September, October. Be mindful of your mental health during those times and just slow down when necessary. And then find ways to nourish your body and your soul in, in an intuitive way, right? Use your intuition and really listen to your body and get clarity of, okay, I'm burnt out, I'm tired, I can't do this any longer, or lean into, no, I can ramp it up, I have energy, I'm ready to go. And you're gonna feel those those that dichotomy of energy shifts happening pretty much for the next 18 month cycle. Now, where you're going to learn the biggest lessons this year is when it comes to your own creativity, your joy center. So find ways this year to cultivate joy and creative expression and go out, go out, like find exciting music, concerts, comedy shows, uh, if there's invitations to do something new, exciting road trips or uh, it could be an, a party of some sort or a hobby, a, a knitting party, whatever it is. I mean, like whatever brings you joy and excitement, I want you to follow that to your best ability. Now, fifth house can also rule children. So if you're pregnant or having a kid or you already have kids, this could also mean being really patient and calm with your reactions to them. And there's this disciplined approach of not having too much control, right? Which with Scorpio placements, it's always going to be a little difficult to relinquish control. But I'm telling you here, as far as your creativity, relationship with kids, or even just your own joy and excitement, like find ways to release a little bit. And that is your biggest lesson for this upcoming year is letting things be and not having this like curated perfect version of what you need to show the world it's really about that slow excited disciplined determined fire within that's the patient sector right that's the okay i if i continue to move toward my goals in a way that's exciting and free and playful to me and not feel like i need to have a control in the outcome that's the biggest gift you're going to get this year. And I mean, I think I'm that's all I'm going to say for you. I mean, this is this is exciting and freeing and uh a year where you know, people specifically relationships with people are going to be really clear and especially how you're seen, how you want to feel seen in relationships, how you want to feel loved, and more importantly how you deserve to be loved. So, I look forward to 
I was going to say hearing, <laughs> well, DM me, you know, you can. Um, but I look forward to seeing where those relationships take you in the future. And because this area of your life, this transit really happens once every 12 years, this is really setting up success for these relationships for 12, 12 years to come. <laughs> like really, truly long-term, long-term things. This isn't just like a willy-nilly, like, oh yeah, someone will come in your life in the girl's bathroom and you'll be friends forever. Even though like that should happen. I always love when that happens. But this is really about um, looking at your inner circle, looking at hmm, people that are coming and going. And if you want to continue to grow those friendships and relationships and yeah, that's your horoscope for 2024. Sagittarius sun and Sagittarius rising. This is your horoscope for 2024. All right, you're ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter right now is sitting in the sector of your chart that makes things flow a little easier from now until May. Your day-to-day -day activities, your workflow, your relationship to your body, your mind, your soul, maybe even you connecting with other people, being of service, really kind of falling into your career dreams or what you're meant to do on a day-to-day -day basis, that is all going to feel very flowy and easy for you for the first, I would say first couple months of the of the new year in 2024. Now where things are really gonna shift is when May hits. And this area of your chart is going to light up your interpersonal relationships. So this could be romantic relationships, this could be friendships, this could be family life, or this could also mean people you interact with day to day. But there is an emphasis on building these lasting relationships that are really going to bring you success in a longevity type way. So there's always going to be an emphasis on optimism in your life, right? Like you are someone who is always going to be a, a romantic, I would say. You look at life in a romantic way, but you look at people in a romantic way. You, you really, well, <laughs> Sagittarius, like my favorite placements. It's like you can read someone for filth, easily, like you're such a good meter on people, but then you also give people second chances, third chances. You love people in the depths of their soul um, or for the depths of their soul, right? You love them for who they are. So with this transit happening from May into the end of the year, be really communicative with people about what you want, especially when it comes to your relationship needs. Speak up, like maybe things aren't working out. Maybe you want to communicate more. Maybe you want to redefine terms of relationships. And I I don't want to just stick this on romantic relationships because it has to do with a lot of other relationships. Like maybe it just means redefining your boundaries. This is so interesting as I'm talking, my throat is getting very tight. Can you hear this? Um, <clears throat> throat chakra stuff coming up. Okay. Take that for what it is. Uh, but what I will say is there is this massive focus, right? This year of 2024 of, am I doing what I want to do that excites me for my soul? Am I really listening to my heart? And are the people around me really providing me the excitement and the joy that I personally need? 
Now, this doesn't mean just to kind of fall into collaborations or partnerships with people because they appear. You're still going to do your due diligence to suss out if that relationship, that person, that collaboration is going to be in alignment with your goals and dreams and desires. And during this time, if this also means that relationships fall away or maybe relationships from a year ago or friendships from two, three years ago are not making the cut anymore, then let it go in a peaceful, loving way, like honor them. Hey, they serve this purpose in my life for this one beautiful time. And I respect that and honor it. And I'm so happy we went through that phase of life together, but peace out now. It seems like our paths are going on different roads and I wish them well, but I also have to focus on my internal peace and what's more important to me moving forward. And that's not like a diss or an F you to someone. Jupiter right now is leading this charge in your life of making room for people who are really going to stand out and really going to make a long-term impact. And I say that because it's from now, like this transit happens once every 12 years. So if you want to think about when friendship dynamics or work dynamics changed, you know, look back to 2013-ish and you might be able to see a shift 2012, 2013. But for the most part, you know, this is going to be a big theme. Now, there's also themes of manifestations coming into play, creativity coming into play with these eclipses, and really enjoying that spark of life that you have. These these eclipse placements for you are really fun, loving, and free. So think about connecting with so many people, the more the merrier, right? But also think about redefining what creativity means to you and how to incorporate more joy back into your life. And that that's for the next really 18 month cycle. Now where you're learning the most lessons right now is home. Home environments, uh, does that mean you wanna move? Does that mean you are feeling like you wanna make more of a home base? Like maybe you don't love where you live or you do love where you live, but you wanna make it more cozy or a connection to your own intuition, your groundingness, if you will, your mothering of yourself, nurturing of yourself. This is where you're learning the biggest lesson right now. So maybe you had thoughts of moving or maybe your transient, sad energy usually has trouble staying in one place, but maybe you're finding like, I need a little more grounding. I need to find how, where I can nurture myself better because I feel a lot of frenetic energy or I'm not happy in my home environment. So how can I make it more cushy, cozy, warm for me? So that's where you're learning the biggest lessons. You're also learning lessons on trusting your intuition and leading with your heart a little more. So this year, there's a lot of opportunities for divine relationships and a lot of opportunities for you to grow in your own heart and your own needs. Capricorn Sun and Capricorn Rising. This is your horoscope for 2024. All right. So this is fantastic news for you. Literally, you have been waiting for this transit for over a decade where Pluto is actually more than a decade. Sorry. Pluto is moving out of your sign and moving on to brighter pastures, aka terrorizing another part of the zodiac because you've you've done your time. You've done your time. Pluto is out of there, out of there. Not for good yet, but for the most half, 
for the most half, for the most of this year, you're going to feel the effects of Pluto lessening in your life. Now, you might have not felt them strongly, but I will say Pluto has kind of been this shadow over your worth, over your mental health, over maybe finances, or I don't know, fill in the blank. Pluto is that power dynamic, that egoic energy that is now leaving. So you're able to kind of think a little more clearly without, I don't know, the breath of that on your neck. Come May, Jupiter is going to move into the sector of your chart that's going to offer more grounded, exciting opportunities to grow and expand your life when it comes to work, when it comes to being of service to people, and when it comes to nourishing and I would say giving time and energy back to your own body. So this could mean maybe you are developing a new routine that's really exciting and gushy. Maybe this means your work life ramps up or you're finding more opportunities in your work-life balance or you're gaining money, you're gaining success, you're gaining traction. So this energy is really about using your resources, your skills, your talents to your best benefit. So the beginning half of the year, you are having fun, you are letting go, and then the second half of the year, you're getting focused, you're getting clear on those things that matter to you, and you're checking off to-dos, right? Your tasks are easier, things are flowy, and this is the time where I would say really focus on your day-to-day, like what is dead weight that you're doing that you don't wanna do anymore, let that go? Or can you add more fun, more play, more freedom to your to your days to make it more fulfilling long term? Now, the eclipses are happening in Aries and Libra. And since you are a cardinal sign, you are going to reap the benefits of this. Now, the eclipses are going to be accessing your fourth house, which is home, and your 10th house, which is career. So there's going to be this dichotomy of slowing down, of using your introspection, of homebody energy, of is this where I want to live or do I want to nest a little bit or do I want to use my intuition more, my witchy, my spiritual side more? And then there's this other energy, this polarizing energy of like putting yourself out in the world and really putting your best foot forward, uh, letting yourself be seen, being showy, being excited about the things you're doing, sharing that publicly with people. So this next 18 month cycle is really giving you the energy to do that, which is beautiful. Now, where you're learning the biggest lessons uh, has to just do with speaking your mind, speaking your truth, using your discernment in areas of life where you can say that doesn't fly with me or other areas where you feel like you can be a little more communicative, where you can use your own voice, your own gifts to really move that needle forward. Now, I'm not going to go into any like deeper things for you because I just feel like Pluto moving out of your sign is the most monumental thing. And I feel like celebrating that is going to be easy, but I really do want you at the beginning half of the year to express and excite and play as much as possible. Be creative and 
manifest things that you can. I mean, no one is a more powerful manifester than any Capricorn placement, Capricorn, Sun and Rising especially. So I want you to think about those long-term exciting goals, but I also want you to think about what you can bring into your life that will be happiness every single day. And this could be picking up a new hobby or a new routine or doing something silly or just saying yes to many invitations. Obviously, like I said, use your discernment, but there's just this happy-go-lucky, exciting energy that this year brings. And I'm so excited for you to feel that in your soul. Aquarius sun and Aquarius rising. This is your horoscope for 2024. Alrighty. So let's just start out by talking about where you're getting these really beautiful, good hits of luck. Jupiter is in this sector of your chart that allows you to make really beautiful grounded decisions with your intuition. It means you're on track to where you need to go. You might feel more connected to this nurturing, this, this more soft, gentle side of your psyche. And from now until May, this could also mean like enhancements of your home, making your home more vibey, making your home a, a space that feels really welcoming and nurturing and lovely to you. That could mean maybe buying new furniture or buying a new house or moving in general, or this could also just mean spending more time at home, unwinding, letting things kind of Mm, receive and relax and this very smooth, slow energy. Now in May, there's just going to be a flip that switches and it's going to be completely different. Like all of a sudden you're going to feel this burst of creative energy, this excitement, this go, this bada boom, bada bing, right? There's going to be this I would say joyful, playful, exciting expression where you can let your freak flag fly. You might be going to a lot of social events, like you might have a lot of invitations to go out and get out of town, or you might just feel like you are really wanting to hone in on things that excite you a little more and spending a lot more energy pursuing those things. So it's interesting that dichotomy, right, of having this slow ease into the year and, oh, I'm nesting, I'm cozy. And then all of a sudden, boom, ah, uh, no, I'm, I've done that. I'm ready to get out of the house. I'm ready to make a shift. I'm ready to change. I'm ready to, you know, I don't know, like in that beautiful Aquarian way, shift it up. I'm tired. I don't want to be stagnant anymore. I need to express myself in this different way. Now the eclipses are happening in areas of your life that have to do with self-expression, communicating with other people, learning, traveling, a lot of exploration happening with these eclipses in the cardinal signs for you, but especially Aries, I almost said Abraham. Okay, in Abraham um, Lincoln's eclipses. Okay. Uh <laughs> With any other sign, I'd probably go back and edit, but with Aquarius, I'm like, you live for this shit. You live for me being a total weirdo, and I'm going to accelerate the weirdness for this horoscope for you because I love you. So yeah, learn, explore, excite things that are exciting. This is this is the year of really truly feeling free and feeling like you can, I would say just 
dive into the things that excite you, but also share your gifts with the world. And if you're feeling like you're not quite there yet, then learn, learn from other people, travel and get new perspective. This is the best time to do that. And for the next 18 month cycle, really, truly. So this is gonna feel really good. Now, there is something I do have to say, and I don't want it to harp or hang over you, but Pluto is entering Aquarius from now until 2043. How will you be impacted by that? Now, Pluto is that faraway planet, it's subconscious, it does rule the underworld, it rules rebirth and transformation. So on the high vibration, this can bring in just divine, beautiful transformation into your life. On the low vibration, it can bring in shadow and ego and power dynamics. So where you can relinquish control in your life or leaning into more Aquarian type activities, like maybe you are on the search team for the UFOs, <laughs> or maybe you are using AI in your job, or maybe you are collectively you know, fighting back for the unions or marginalized groups of people, or you are scaling and talking and expressing your authentic truth to the masses. Whatever that means in an Aquarian way is how you're going to really elevate where Pluto is in your chart. Now, remember Pluto moves at a snail's pace. So depending on where your rising sign degree is or your sun sign, this might not impact you until like later 2040s. Oh my gosh, that's so weird to say out loud. Um, or it might impact you at the very beginning and you might not feel it at all. This is why it's really important to look at transits or to know your chart a little bit if you wanna see like how that impact you. But I also don't want you to think about it too much. As always, lean into the, those Aquarian bits of yourself and wherever you're feeling stuck or stagnant or you're not feeling liberated enough, this is a signpost to shift, to change, to move. And it's okay to be a part of that revolution or to even lead the herd, lead the charge of that revolution. But leaning into more scientific advances, new paradigm, uh, new ways of thinking, non-linear ways, you leading that charge is going to be such a beautiful impact for the world, but especially leadership for, you know, this Pluto and Aquarian age. So I leave you with that, that this year, I really want you to focus on your excitement, your joy, and following your own drum, your own heartbeat, not paying attention to the noise, unless it's for a cause that you can get on board with, right? With the people, that's the only time I'll say like, join the masses. But other than that, continue to do in your heart what you are meant to do. And I already know that you know what that is. Pisces sun and Pisces rising. This is your horoscope for 2024, your astrological forecast. Now, Jupiter is hanging out in a place of your chart where it makes it really easy to network. From now until May of 2024, you might find yourself with possibilities endless of you making new friends, maybe you want to move to a new community, or maybe you're just finding it easier to connect to people in social spheres or maybe online, you're you're growing your network a little bit. That's where Jupiter is really helping you right now. And it's, it's easy, it's flowy, it's awesome. Then when May hits, Jupiter is giving you this real slowdown of energy. It's giving you, it's giving, <laughs> it's 
giving nesting energy. It's giving this slow, this connecting and nurturing to self, connecting to mother wound or mother nature or connecting to the part of you that needs to be nurtured, to be nestled, to be loved, to be cherished. So this could physically mean maybe upgrading your home life or upgrading things in your home to make it more easy to nest and to be comforted. Or it could literally just mean things in your own you know, internal being that make you feel a little more comfortable. So what that means to you. Now that's what Jupiter is kind of feeling really closely in your chart. Uh, but I think uh, leading up into that nesting point, the, this is the time to kind of get out there and to make those connections and to feel seen, to be heard, or just to listen to other people's perspectives. I feel like that's so important and I feel like it's going to be such a uh, breath of fresh air and energy of that new innovative spirit in your life, like hearing other people's perspectives, but also sharing your own until then the latter half of the year, you're kind of just really honing in and Still, still, no matter what, this is the year of communication. This is the year of really, truly speaking to the universe about what you need, using your intuition in a divine way, but also finding out the, the community that's right for you, the home base that's right for you, like where you physically live is going to be coming into the forefront right now. And keep in mind too, Jupiter only has these transits once every 12 years. So that's kind of where you're learning, um, like your, or sorry, where you're being expanded the most right now. Now the eclipses are happening in financial sectors for you. So it's not like crazy hits that are happening wildly where these eclipses are gonna like kick you off your ass or move you into a new place, but it's definitely going to hopefully elevate your finances or your material wealth, or even just your finances, like maybe getting a better grip, maybe you're paying off debt, maybe you are uh, calling in multiple streams of income. Things like that are going to be a little easier to optimize, I would say, during this next 18-month cycle with the eclipses in Aries and Libra. Now, where you're learning the most lessons right now is identity of self. So Saturn right now has been in Pisces for a minute, but it will be in Pisces until late 2024 and even parts of early 2025. So you're learning now, like you could even be having identity crisis, like, oh, wow, this is not who I want to be. This is who I want to be. And I need to figure that out. Or you might be feeling or grieving a sense of old self, like feeling nostalgia for what could have been or having fantasies of the future. I mean, there's just a shift going on in your life where things aren't going to be the same and that's okay. And it's okay to mourn your old self or maybe think about woulda, coulda, shoulda, but the lessons and discipline are moving toward your future. So what do you want for yourself the most? Where can you up-level your life when it comes to your own spiritual, mental, physical well-being and moving more in the direction of that? Like what makes you feel more spiritually aligned with your sense of self? And you have been learning this lesson a little bit, but it's gonna come into play pretty strongly here in 2024. So continue to think about that. And, you know, Saturn moving over a sun or, you know, your rising sign sometimes people think it's like some detrimental crazy shift that happens and listen saturn can bring in 
a little bit of isolation or solitude. But with that being said, it, it has the greatest opportunity for growth and for long-term success when you truly pay attention and put the work in where it needs to go. So that being said, I, I want you to put the work in where you feel like things are lacking in your life, especially when it comes to your own identity or mental health or even areas of your life where you feel like you could use could use a little more love. You already know what it is. You're intuitive AF. So as I'm talking about this, you probably have already clocked, oh, yep, this is what you know she's talking about. So think about that. But also something I do have to note that Mars-Saturn conjunction is happening in April. And sometimes this can bring up like a slurry of internal emotions or fears or anger or resentment toward other people, especially since it's happening in Pisces. So I want you to take that flood as it comes, take those emotions as it comes, and instead of internalizing it, I want you to move it outwards, obviously in a healthy way, right? Like I don't want you to like get violent or threatening with it, but I want you to be as communicative as possible about what you need and work through those energies um, in a therapeutic way. So whatever that means to you. And since you are Pisces, this could be maybe, you know, writing it out, getting creative with it, stretching, somatic exercises, taking baths, meditation, getting to na- getting into nature, things like that. So that's something I will note because you're having that Mars-Saturn conjunction in your sign and Saturn's been moving through your houses here. But I will say that Saturn is such a beautiful, wise planet that is going to bring you that wisdom. I mean, listen, if you're a Pisces sun or Pisces rising, you're already ancient as, as a soul, but Saturn's giving you that little sprinkle of more wisdom. You're basically a wizard at this point. So I want you to think and develop that skill and it doesn't have to be something you have to really consciously work on, but think about, or you know, as I'm bringing this up, think about intuitively what areas of life you feel like you're mourning or areas where you feel like you could advance yourself or your soul. And this is a signpost to, to gently work on that. Thank you so much for tuning into this very special episode. I love doing this for you every single year. I find it fascinating to look at the history of transits, but also forecasting astrology ahead is very exciting and expansive, and it makes us feel excited for the future, but also knowing that there are cues and karmic lessons you're moving through that you designed you chose this in this beautiful enlightened way to go through and move through this time at this time does that make sense but if you are confused about anything i said i want you to consider getting a transit reading if you want or looking up the transit course And also I have bonus content on my YouTube. I'm going to do channeled messages as that's in the show notes. There's so many beautiful opportunities and possibilities that are going to happen for 2024. And I just wish you the the biggest blessings ever, the juiciest, warmest hug. And if you sat through that whole thing, (laughs) I love you. You've seen I started this two hours ago (laughs) when it was daylight out. Now it's pitch dark. So if you are like (laughs) a Scorpio on through Capricorn, through Pisces, you'll see how different and stark the lighting has changed. That's on me. That's my B. But anyway, if you enjoyed the podcast, 
please, please, please share, like, comment, review. That means the absolute world to me and really helps more people attract to the podcast. And the goal is to help as many people as possible and bring more awareness to spiritual space and of course, astrology. So if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, share the love and thank you so much. And I so, so, so wish you the best 2024 ever. Love you. Bye.